when wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy, the judges are drunk, the verdicts are random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. But have you ever been like, if I don't get to a toilet in this moment, I will shit my pants? I, my pants. <laughs> Hello again. Hi, welcome to True Crimes Against Wine. I'm Topher. I'm Rachel. Rachel is going to be our docent today as Ooh, we navigate a, a curated experience. Oh, I love it. And Topher is our guest lecturer today I on am. wine. Yes. What a surprise. <laughs> guest lecturer. I think I'm kind of the resident lecturer at this Are point. Are you like a tenured professor? Yeah, right now? definitely. Okay. You can't get rid of me. I like how we just kind of mix like museums and colleges right now. It's, it makes sense. It's all the same. A lot of universities have museums. That's true, they do. Yeah. Well, we are not in a museum. We're not. We're in a studio. But we should go drinking in a museum sometime. Oh, I'm actually doing the Fernbank after dark in May. No, I mean, we just bring a bottle. Okay, like our own. Yeah, we just make up our own fun as we go through. Can can we brown bag it? Like a bottle of liquor? Yep, absolutely. Cool. If you want to sponsor that. Yeah. Give us money, please. Absolutely. And you can come too. Are there any like famous artists or scientists who have a a wine or a liquor? Does Darwin have a gin? We can make one. We're trademarking that. Well. Calling involve your tastes. Yes. (laughs) We're off to the start with our pitches. Woohoo. All right. Let's get into what we actually have. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and pour. I'm really excited. So. Me too. We are doing a California rosé today. Yeah. It doesn't say where in California, so I'm assuming the grapes kind of come from a few different regions. But it is a Pinot Noir base. And... I'm excited because it's been a while since we've had a rosé, and I actually opened rosé season officially uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay, how how does one open rosé season? Oh, I wear a very fancy outfit and a flowered hat, and I cut the ribbon and pour the rosé. Cheers. So this is already a really beautiful color. Yeah, can we talk about what this is? Like, who made it? Sure. Well, not yet. We've got to do our tasting first. There is a protocol to follow here, I young lady. I don't want to. I'm, Give me this bottle. Oh, fine. He stole it from me. <laughs> All right. So color-wise, it's Very really pink. beautiful. Yeah, blush yeah. pink. It's like a classic rosé color. Because mm-hmm. we've had some that have been a little bit more on the darker. Gold. And then yeah. some that, it, like, I think it was the <clears throat> Brangelina wine was. that was more nice. kind of that rose gold. Yeah. And that was a gorgeous color. It was. But this, this is, is too. I like the color. This is definitely more of a pink. Yes. It's very... Oh, I just spilled on my boob. <laughs> You're the first one to spill. Okay? I am. I win. It's very fragrant. It is. What are you smelling? Mm. I mean, it's kind of a classic rosé smell. Oh. And what what would you say that that smell mm. involves? I'd say some Oh my God, fruit. it's so cold going down my shirt right now. <laughs> How did you spill inside? I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You said some fruit? Uh-huh. What kind of fruit? So maybe some grapefruit. Okay. I could see that. A little bit like kind of a, like a citrusy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not getting a floral smell, but I could see where maybe you might say that. You're just, you're trying to predict what I'm going to say. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm actually not getting a super floral okay. smell Okay. Right what are you getting? Um, I am getting that grapefruit, I think. Almost Ooh. like um like grapefruit zest. Yeah. And then strawberries, which I typically am going to get from, from rosé rose anyway okay. for some reason. Can we sip it? Let's sip it. Okay. Oh, that's a lovely texture. Mm. It feels like round stones rolling over my tongue. 
Okay. It just kind of washes okay. over my palate. Mm. It's a lovely texture. Kind of silky. I'm getting the silkiness to yeah. it. You've never put a large river rock and let it wash over your tongue? Nope. Can't say that I have. Well, that's what separates me from you. Yeah, I don't put river rocks in my mouth. Well, you're missing out. <laughs> I guess and I that's am. why you can't describe the texture of wine. <laughs> do they make you do that in wine school? Absolutely. Yeah. They're like, here's gravel, here's river rocks, here's pebbles. Learn the difference. Mm-hmm. Mm. What are you getting flavor-wise? Okay, let me see it again. I can see the strawberry in the flavor. I didn't get mm-hmm. that in the smell. For and sure. And I can still see some citrusy because there is that little mm-hmm. punch to it. Yeah. I would agree with you. Okay. I think, you know, it, it is a little bit cold still. We'll mm-hmm. let it kind of yeah. open up. But right now, what's really striking me is that it's a beautiful balance of tartness with that riper fruit yeah. flavor. So it's really nice because some rosés are really kind of mouth-puckeringly tart. Yeah. Some come across as not sugary sweet, but that really ripe fruit sweet. Yeah, this is not. This has a lovely balance of the two and I'm I'm really enjoying it I'm so enjoying far. it too yeah I would say like if you have been hesitant about rosés mm-hmm. because of the overly sweet or the very sour kind mm-hmm. of feel like this is not what you're gonna get like this is a good rosé to try this is lovely it's it's very refreshing this mm. is something that I would really enjoy drinking out in some really warm weather yeah for sure. Yeah. All right. Can we talk about let's talk wine? about it yeah so right. this bottle first of all I have to say is Really gorgeous. This is one of the more beautiful bottles that we've had. Yes. And we've had some really nice Look bottles. Look at the cork. It's almost like a cross between, oh, wait, what does it say? It says, don't, don't let, let them, them fool you. you. I love that. Because the whole thing about this wine, their slogan is something about for drinkers who think for themselves. Yeah. I believe. I'm paraphrasing that. Yeah. But. So this is Gaslighter Rosé Wine. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it comes from California. But do we want to say who this is? Yeah, tell us who it is. So this is the wine from the musical group The Chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. Mm -hmm. So they had an album come out in 2020 called Gaslighter. Okay. That they're currently on tour and promoting now. So that explains the Yeah, the the nice pairing. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's a beautiful (laughs) bottle. They sort of like did this diagonally painted design. It almost looks like it was dipped upside down, like in, yeah. in paint. But it gives it kind of almost like a gunmetal metallic-y kind of thing. And then the letters are etched into it. It's mm-hmm. very, very pretty. I would yeah, keep it's this like this. Oh, it's a gorgeous, like, vase, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's like this really pretty black or a little dark gray, but, like, I'd mm-hmm. say black, opaque. And it has that nice texture to it, too. Yeah, and then like you it. see the glass, like the normal clear glass with the rosé yeah, in it. I would keep that as a vase. Yeah. You should keep it as a vase. Well, we've got plenty of bottles. Thanks. We do. They did have a three-bottle minimum. When you ordered online. Which, honestly, is not unusual for, yeah. like, smaller production. Just because it's not and worth it's, it for them to ship. Right. It. And yeah. it's about 20 a bottle, which is reasonable. 25, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was 25. So it's, it's not terrible. And I, I will say 25 is getting into a little bit more of that higher price range. Yeah. And when I saw how beautiful the packaging was, yeah. it makes me wonder, like... Is that what we're paying for? But having tasted it now, really so far good. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, I'm curious I to see how it opens there. up as Same. the temperature warms. And they will have just straight up Pinot Noir red. That'll mm-hmm. be, it's not out yet, but it's that's going to go for $65. And then they're also going to have a Cabernet Sauvignon yeah. that is going to be going for $145. Holy shit. Yeah. And I think that both of those are coming from Sonoma. 
County. So given the quality that I'm getting from this rosé, what I'm anticipating is they must have like a really top tier winemaker who's helping them with this. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are somebody who is a big fan of the chicks and you are also maybe like a wine collector, Mm -hmm. that might be worth it for you to check into. Mm -hmm. Like I can't personally afford to spend $145 on a bottle of wine that I'm just going to drink. But, but one of you can, and then let us try. Absolutely, it. I know that one of you motherfuckers <laughs> has to have some generational Gotta wealth. have many. Gotta <laughs> somebody has to. We don't. So it has to be somewhere, right? <laughs> right. They say that like if it's not you, it's got to be one somebody. Of your listeners. Right. Exactly. That's the saying. Yep, that's the common saying. So let's get into <laughs> the chicks. Yeah. So what do you know about Dixie chicks or the chicks? I. I don't really know a whole lot about them. Okay. I know some of their more prominent hits, especially yeah. from a certain era. So like Goodbye Earl yes. is kind of a ubiquitous Classic. thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also Not Ready to Make Nice, which yeah. I believe was something that came out after their whole scandal. Yeah. About I'm excited kind of, to talk about that. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I am too because I don't – I was young when it happened. So I know that they said <laughs> something about President Bush at the yeah. time. And mm-hmm. at this time I was still in the cult. So I was deeply – Surrounded by conservative people who were very like anti yeah the chicks so I moment. so I know that it like caused a big stir because I kind of yes, saw it, it in did. my circles mm-hmm. even though we didn't listen to country music so I don't know secular music so yeah. yeah I know that it's th- I three women right mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's pretty much it honestly yeah I have to say too like I'm not a big country music person mm-hmm. but they had some huge like mainstream hits yeah and they were. And still are a big enough band where, like, everybody was like, oh, okay, you have to know who they are. Right. Yeah. So, they're the chicks, previously called the Dixie Chicks. Can you... Are you going to talk about this? Yeah, I'll I don't go ahead and like... talk about it now. Okay. In 2020, they decided to drop the Dixie part of their name because they did not want any associations with this old antebellum South. Right. Because of racism. And they've called the Confederate flag the Southern Swastika. Wow. Yeah. So they are pretty consistently taking some very progressive they and, are very um, progressive. informed yeah. stances on things. I really like that. That's yeah. so rare to find in the country music scene, at least in terms of people being outspoken. I'm not mm-hmm. going to speak to anybody's like personal views and say everybody sure. who's not talking about it is like crazy conservative. Right, because you don't know what everybody thinks or right. believes. But I think yeah. that it's really risky to throw that out there and risk your fan base being upset by it. And I love that they just give no shits. Yeah, they're just like, no, we're going to drop it. And so yeah. we're just the chicks now. And, you know, that's got to be so gratifying to do and then see people respect you for it. Because yeah. I feel like the people who matter are going to respect you for like Well, up for yeah, and we'll kind of get into like that notion when we talk about their big controversy that happened okay. in 03 with George yeah, Bush. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so they formed originally from 89 to 1995, and they were more of a a bluegrass group. That's a long time ago. So, okay, but not all the original members were in that original band. Okay. So, right now, it's Natalie Main. She's the lead singer. Marty McGuire and Emily Strayer. I like Marty Marty for a girl. I know. That's cute. Marty and Emily are sisters. Okay. And they were the original formation of the band. What is in your wine glass? I don't know. It a looks bug? like a, no, I thought it was a bug. I think it's just a piece of sediment. Okay. Either that or you gave me a dirty glass. Well, you picked them out, so I think that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> you should have picked a cleaner I glass. I literally just far. pulled out glasses from your cabinet, but okay. Are you saying my cabinet is dirty? I'm saying there's a possibility. It's, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I have not dusted inside that cabinet ever. I, you know, I have not dusted since I was a kid and was made to dust by my parents. Like, really? Yeah. It's kind of gross. 
like when you think about it. Just like your person or your home or your wine cabinet. Well, who dusts themselves? You shower. Yeah. That's not dry dusting. <laughs> I'm not going to walk up to you with a feather duster. That's creepy. That might be fun. Uh, not for me and you. I mean, it depends on the context. <laughs> okay. Surprise fact checker with it later. <laughs> I don't think we even have a feather duster. Well, obviously you need to go get one. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. So Marty and Emily originally started, it was more of a bluegrass band mm-hmm. with the two sisters and they had a different lead singer and they were doing bluegrass kind of country. That was more of their vibe. I'm not a country fan, but I do enjoy bluegrass music. Mm-hmm. Like certain, like I love Allison Cross and Union Station when yeah. they, they do their, their collaborations <clears throat> and also other bluegrass yes, bands. Yes. I was like, who else do you know who's a bluegrass person, Topher? And end of list. Okay. There we go. They played festivals and kind of some smaller Soggy venues. Bottom Boys. There you go. From? Oh Brother Where Art Thou. There you go. Which is based on? The Odyssey. By? Homer. Simpson. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. And also, Soggy Bottom Boys was definitely played by Union Station. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be so good at trivia. We are so good. We're so good at trivia. Yeah, they got the name of their band from a song and album called Dixie Chicken. Dixie Dixie Chicken. Chicken. My voice cut out for a weird reason. (laughs) That was the end of the word. Dixie Chicken. Uh, That's Um, weird. By Lowell George. What is the context of that? Like, what is a Dixie Chicken? Chicken made with southern spices. Like, I don't KFC? Know. Yes, it's KFC. It's a song about KFC. Okay. I I did have a question about that because yeah. it is my understanding that it's in this day and age. And even like back in like the 90s and mm-hmm. stuff, it's kind of derogatory to refer to a woman as, as, a, as a chick. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not the best of connotations. But then I was thinking about it and the way that I thought about it personally to kind of make sense was mm-hmm. maybe it's different if you're calling yourself that. For instance, if I were to hear somebody refer to me as one of the queers or a queer, that would have a very negative connotation for me. But if I were to get together with a group of my friends who are queer Mm -hmm. and form a group, like a musical group called the queers. Okay, sure. That would be different because we are like calling We're reclaiming a term that had been used to kind of pigeonhole someone before. So I didn't know if that was like a conscious thing. Probably. Or. Probably. I'm intrigued by this Dixie chicken situation though. (laughs) Well, we'll have to listen to the song later. Because okay. I do, you know that one of my favorite foods in the world is chicken. fried chicken. Yeah, I know. I love yeah. fried chicken. I know. And, I'm and that's very... how you won fact checker over was with your chicken cooking. I Well, I... It wasn't fried. It wasn't fried, no. It was roasted. It's still. The yeah. base is still chicken. Right. <laughs> it was more Yankee chicken. Oh. No, not really. It was French. Oh. <laughs> it was freedom chicken. Oh, God. Yeah. They started to get some attention... But they never had an offer from a major record label. They recorded some albums and stuff. This and like, is still in like the early 90s? Yeah, yeah. They recorded some albums. One of the guys who played on their albums, he played steel guitar. Which I'm not really sure what that is. It's obviously is like a the guitar made out of steel. steel. Okay. Duh. Or like, are the strings different? Like well, there are steel, steel strings, strings versus nylon strings. Yeah. But I think that there's a little bit more to it than that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I should have asked my father. He would have known. I guess it's different from acoustic guitar. Yeah, I don't know. And obviously it's not electric. Well, I guess it could, maybe, maybe it could be electric. I don't know. We don't know. There's no way of finding There's, out. It's impossible to know. Yeah. Anyway, that guy was Lloyd Maines. He introduced the sisters to his daughter, Natalie. Okay. 
And Natalie had, like, studied music. She sings. She plays guitar as well. Is she the lead singer? Yeah. Okay. She I is. Do you have to say something? Okay. okay. So, you know, I was, like, trained in voice and stuff. And uh-huh. I appreciate a lot of different styles of music. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate a lot of country vocalists. And I actually appreciate the sound of the Dixie Chicks. Mm-hmm. But there are certain songs that I hear Natalie sing. She has that kind of nasal twang that's very important. Right, for country. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the notes that she hit, it becomes kind of monotone. Mm. And I call it almost like a dead note where it's like, I wish you'd go up just a little. Oh, okay. It it feels flat Mm. to me. Needs a little bit more in there. It feels like she's tightroping between being slightly off key. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like, I know she's actually not off key, Mm -hmm. but it's like a trick of the ear where I'm like, "Uh, you're almost, you're almost off key. Mm. I don't know how to explain it any better than that. So do you want to confront her about this? I don't. Okay. I don't, because I think it is very much a stylistic choice. It's just, and I, like I said, I enjoy it on certain songs. It's just on some songs that I, that's why I think that's why I don't listen to like their whole albums. I like their their hits, but there are okay. some of their songs. Where you're just like, meh. Yeah. Not for you. Okay. I, think I feel that way about a lot of different artists. I'm sure we all do. Who else do you hate? I don't hate. <laughs> well, if we talk about artists I hate, that's okay. a completely different conversation. Who else do you want to criticize? Um, I would to like say to say I could do it better. Bruno Mars. <gasps> he needs to calm down. <gasps> Topher. I'm sorry, but. His whole thing is being like super hyper. It becomes very one note when all you're doing is the same thing over and over again. Stop punching me in the face with your one trick. I need to see a little bit more undulation. and successful. Okay, well, you're there now, so we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> we, can, we can have a little bit more variety and nuance all right. to our voice than just punching me in the face all the time. All right. Celine Dion's a powerhouse. She doesn't start. I knew you were going to bring up Celine. She doesn't start every single song off with, you know. She's got like her a, hills and her valleys. Like an operatic chicken. <laughs> mock, mock. <laughs> well, we will make a separate podcast called Not As Good As Celine. And you will just say how other artists aren't as good as Celine Dion. I mean, we bring her up enough that I feel like that's kind of what this podcast yeah. is. One that's day like we'll a get subtitle. wine from Quebec and we'll taste it and talk about Celine. Yes. And sing her praises and say nothing but complimentary well, things. Well, I've got some things to tell you. You do no. not. You do not. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to the chicks. Hi, chicks. Hey. So when the sisters, Marty and Emily, met Natalie, they really hit it off. And they decided they wanted to work with her and, mm-hmm. like, move the band in a different direction. Now, their previous singer, it's unclear about whether she was... Killed. Like, li- no, she's alive and well. That we know. That we know. Or... Doppelganger. Or bot. Or bot. Yeah, I didn't talk about their background in robotics, did I? Oh, wow. <laughs> Women um, can do it all these days. We can days. do it all. <laughs> it's kind of unclear about whether she quit the band because she wanted to be more bluegrass. Right. Or whether they said, hey, we're going in this other direction with this other person. But either way, they said, like, everybody left on good terms, which is nice, I guess. Yeah. So that's fine. And it sounds like this was, like, before there was any kind of... It, was, it wasn't like they had major success and then kind of ousted her out of the group. It's like... No, like... They it, were still kind of struggling. They hadn't I, found their sound they yet. They hadn't really. So when Natalie came on, they went less bluesgrass and more kind of, like, contemporary... <laughs> oh, man. That's, what's the um, percent on this bottle? Topher, can you read? I don't know. Can I? Let's see. Can't read. It's actually kind of hard to read because it's, it like, it's black on black. It oh, is. no. 
It's black font on a black background, which means like difficult to see. Because I know that they legally have to put it. Oh, there it is. 13.5%. Okay, I was going to guess more, but. No, 13.5. That's actually pretty par for the course for like a California rosé. Is it par for the course for me messing up my words? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Am I just not good at speaking? I haven't wanted to bring it up until you did. Okay. Is this confrontation this time? We're going to. So our next episode is going to be with a famous speech therapist. Oh, yay. I'll learn to enunciate. It'll be like a My Fair Lady situation. <laughs> I'm a good girl, I am. Oh. <laughs> so they, they wanted a less bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Sounds and wanted to go kind of like mainstream contemporary country sound. I was gonna work ask you what you would classify their genre as. Is it like a country pop or because I don't know how you like classify technically like the Carrie <clears throat> Underwoods of the world where it's not that's I a mean, very different country from like Eva McIntyre, for instance. Oh, for sure. But or I think like it's, Tammy Wynette. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's very much country. I think that's their base of their sound, but they do have a lot of, like I said earlier, like crossover popularity. Yeah. There I, is some like pop and rock kind of influences yeah. too in there. Because I feel like the reason that I know some of their more popular songs like Goodbye Earl yeah. and Not Ready to Make Nice is because yeah. I probably heard them on mainstream like pop radio stations. Not a country like, station. Like top, yeah. Top hits. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Or like watching MTV or VH1 right. back in the day. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that, but. I didn't. You did not. Not to brag. It was PBS or nothing in our house. (laughs) They were not on Arthur. Or Wishbone, no. No. Oh, how cute that would that have been. That would have been cute. I've actually been watching some Wishbone lately on YouTube. The quality is terrible, but I still love it. However, I will say there is a chance they might have been on Arthur at one point because they actually brought in a lot of celebrities as themselves. That's amazing. On Arthur, like Mr. Rogers. They brought in, Um, um, oh, who's that famous architect? Frank Lloyd Wright. No. <laughs> he was long I, dead I before Arthur came Long out. dead, yeah. They I can't brought his the ghost on? They did. They can do the anything. ghost writer. Arth- That's another great, great story. Crossover. We're getting distracted a lot. Yes, okay. I'm so sorry. So Natalie officially joined in 1995, and they shortly after got a record deal with Sony Music. Mm-hmm. Big deal. So in 1998, their first big album with, like, the trio of the three of them, which is what a trio is. <laughs> The trio, that's the three of them, plus one, minus two. Right. With their album, Wide Open Spaces, in 1998. And then they had another album, Fly, in 1999. In 1998, they sold more albums than any other country artists combined. So, like, all the albums of, like, all the other country music people. For that year. I was like, of all time? No, in 1998, which is remarkable. That is really. Yeah. I wonder what the reasoning for that was. You have to think well, it was like a combination of... They had a lot of hits on that yeah. song. So obviously, or in that and album. great. Whoever their oh marketing PR person was. Wow. Well, like the late 90s, downloading music wasn't quite yet a thing. Mm-hmm. Like that was the heyday of CDs and like music yeah. stores and oh, stuff man. like that. Do you remember how great it was to walk into the CD store <gasps> and just yes. like... Yes. I love so doing that. It's the same kind of rush as I still get when I walk into a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember where, like, they had stations where you could yes. put the headphones on and, like, play yes. different albums. With, like, the things that had just come out. Yeah. And then my favorite thing to do was I would get my CD and I would go home, put it in my Walkman, lay, like, face down on my bed, propped up, and I would play it. And then I would take the CD booklet <gasps> and out. And you'd read and all read the, the lyrics. lyrics. Yeah. Oh, I do and that. The, and, and look the at art. the art. Yeah. yeah. 
I honestly miss doing that. I do too. Because that was like many a teenage afternoon was like spent doing that. It's a different experience now going on to whatever streaming platform and just, and just yeah. streaming the music. Like it's one thing if it's a an album that I know and love, but right. it's harder for me to get into new music now with the streaming it is. sort of it is. medium. Right. And yeah, and like listening to an album from like beginning to end is kind of a lost art. Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Especially because now if you're doing Amazon music or right. something, for instance, which I... That's how I listen to a lot of my music. Mm -hmm. But if you click on an album, if you click on an album, oh my God, I'm so fucking old. We sound like boomers trying to explain the internet. <laughs> oh my God, this If is you bad. click on an album. <laughs> if you open up an album the and- The cassette will play. It's got like the track listing on it, you yeah. know? And then it'll have the rating for each song. And I'm like, like I don't like, I don't want to know. I want to be informed myself. I want to listen and experience it on my own. And decide, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. I want to judge it without other people telling me their judgment. Exactly. Because you go into it kind of thinking, oh, well, this song only got two stars out of ten. And maybe it's a great song. And maybe maybe I love it. Maybe it's right. my favorite one on the album. But I'm going into it thinking, oh, this is a... But you're not going to click on that album again, are you? <laughs> I'm not going to double click on that album. I'm not going to control C. And then save it in the same folder where you keep Minesweeper in solitaire. Exactly. Right? <laughs> oh, no. My Napster has a virus. Oh, no. They had a lot of hit songs. Like, Goodbye Earl was mm -hmm. from this time. Oh, that was from that album? I don't know or if it was from, era. like, Wide Open Spaces or Fly because those were right, like, back to back. But it was from one of the two. Uh, and there's was, no way to know which one. There's no way to know. <laughs> that was another thing about that time period into, like, the early aughts where... Go ahead. Sorry, it's very belchy. Mm -hmm. um, this wine, man. Man, this wine. I Go feel ahead. like artists would really release a lot of albums close together. They would, yeah. And sometimes that was good. Sometimes it wasn't. But yeah. we were young and fans and it and really didn't like, matter. Whatever, yeah. yeah, we were like, more content. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of like what things are now. Yeah, it's true. But just in very short segments. Yeah. Like if it's over 30 seconds, I'm not watching it. Ugh. Have the attention span. They had a little bit of controversy with one of the songs called Sin Wagon mm. because the song was about sex. <gasps> it was about what? Sex. Did you say sex? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> in that song, Sin Wagon, they have a line about mattress dancing. Well, that just sounds fun. Like you're jumping on a bed. That's what it is, Tucker. Yeah, okay. Is the sin wagon the where like the prostitutes are put into the back of the paddy wagon to take them? But downtown? it's only for for sex workers. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. you go to that part. Of, you go to the docks to pick up the sex right, workers. Right, and that's what you have painted on um, fact checker's car, right? Yeah. You're getting that custom made for him today. I am. It's airbrushed on sin wagon. Ooh, do you have like an airbrush sunset too? Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Now, what animal is on that? Is that a dolphin jumping over the water into the sun, or is it like a tiger? It's a very sexy sex worker dolphin, and oh. and the the police officer is a very sexy tiger. Nice. Who's Perfect. cuffing the fins of the dolphin, and the no. dolphin's like being very pr provocative with its blowhole. Oh, Tover. Okay. You so, opened that door. I I really did. <laughs> so some stations didn't want to play that song because of. Talking about sex, which is stupid. But I mean, they is would it happily. No, I don't think it's really that explicit. It's so funny how far we've come because now we have songs called S and M, and you know, yeah, mainstream is fine. Yeah. yeah, which I know some of the cuss words get oh, censored. Of course. But sure, but still... you know what it's about. Yeah, but they were the chicks came out and said like it's kind of funny that like people are objecting to that, but the song Goodbye Earl, which is about murder, people are like, okay, cool, go go for. 
Yeah, let's sing about murder. I mean, that's classic country. Yeah. I really enjoy all of the, like, revenge songs, like yeah. Kerosene from Miranda Lambert. Yeah. Obviously, Before He Cheats. Like, any yeah, of those, yeah, yeah. like, female empowerment. Like, yeah, yeah. to get to the man. Those are always yeah. my favorites. Which, like, I think, like you've said, has been kind of continuous throughout country music mm-hmm. to you. They actually ended up suing Sony in 2001. Because fuck them. Because they said they were not paying them royalties. And they said that Sony owed them about $4 million <gasps> in royalties. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and they were not the only people suing Sony. Like, Courtney Love was suing them as well. Amy Mann was suing them too. So it was a big thing. They eventually settled oh. out of court. Which I think means Sony gave them the money, or at least most of it, that they owed them without having to admit guilt. Right. Allegedly. Which is my interpretation. Whatever. Yeah. That's usually what I think when they, somebody yeah. shows out of court, too. It's like, okay. eh, I just don't want the Especially if it's like a big corporation, because you're like, yeah. you did wrong, and you yeah. just don't want to admit it. Yeah. Because you want to keep like your image clean, but you know, you fucked up. So In 2001, they also did a tribute to 9-11 victims, and they released an album called Home. In 2003... Right before the invasion to Iraq, they were on tour and they were playing in London. 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 That's how London people sound. <laughs> that was very Moira Rose of you. Thank you. They specifically Natalie Means, they were on stage playing and she said, because <coughs> everybody knew the war was going to happen and that the U.S. was going to invade Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. Everybody, intelligent at least. They that, said like, it had some, everything to do with 9-11. Yeah, those weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Natalie Means came out and they were on stage and she's, they were from Texas. The chicks are from Texas. And she said, we're ashamed that George W. Bush is from Texas. And they received like a positive reception there because, again, London. Yeah. But obviously word got around very, very quickly. And they faced a huge backlash in the u.s radio stations refused to play their albums i remember this happening images of people burning their albums and cds that's my favorite thing that people do conservatives specifically that's Uh, my favorite thing that they do when they disagree with somebody is like like, i've already paid money for this i'm gonna burn it yeah like okay first of all any sort of like public burning is not a good look it's not a good look yeah you're not aligning yourself on the right side of history but also when they go out and buy the thing so that so that they can burn it i'm like oh honey you have not thought this through but the the chicks were basically banned from country music and they faced death threats like people mm -hmm. were pissed about it because this was the height of patriotism fervor remember after 9-11 where everybody was like american flag everywhere 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 can't say it got so politicized it wasn't even really about it was the freedom fries sort of thing like, my brother's school at the time, they stopped calling French fries French fries on, like, yeah. the monthly menu, and it was literally called yep. Freedom Fries. I remember being a kid, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm, like I said, I was heavily in the cult. I was, yeah. I think at the time, actually, might have been living with my grandparents, like, my parents were there, too, but uh-huh. living with my grandparents, like, on the compound. Right. And I even remember as a kid being just, like... No, I was older than that. But as a kid, I was just like, this is so... You were very young. You are a baby. I was was a bebe. (laughs) I was so disgusted with how people were handling Mm -hmm. everything. I knew... It was insane. The Freedom Fries, I thought, was the stupidest thing ever. I'm like, it is... Because France was like, hey, don't invade a country that had nothing to do with the attack you suffered. And changing the... Like, you can call French Fries Freedom Fries. France isn't over there saying, oh, no... 
Sacre bleu, we must change our stance on these. No, they weren't. They, they, were, they didn't give a shit. They can go back and free and live on their yeah, lives. Yeah, they're like, guess what? We don't, French we don't fries care. isn't even a thing. You right. Ca- you, we don't serve French fries here. Right. We eat real food. And then like with the whole not playing their music on radio stations and burning their shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Aren't you guys the ones who are like, liberals create this cancel culture? I know. Which like, is like, no, you've been doing this for so long. Long. And I know. It's one thing to like, if somebody comes out whose music or art or literature, like you previously really liked, and then they say something that you really disagree with to say, mm, not Such for as me. she who shall not be named, right. you know? Or to say like, I, I think this person is actively doing harm to right. other people. But stating are, your political opinion about something is right. so, like I wouldn't, if, it, if the tables were turned, I'm not being hypocritical, if the tables were turned, I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't enjoy this person's art anymore. Like right. if it was just something as benign as, oh man, we're like, is it Delaware? Texas. No, Delaware that Joe Biden's from. Yeah. If somebody were like, oh, I'm I'm ashamed to be a Delawarean. It's a Delawarer. Delawarer. <laughs> I'm ashamed to be a Delawarer because of Joe Biden. I'd be like, okay, okay that's your opinion. Fine. Like whatever. Like I'd, he's not great anyway. Like, okay. Yeah, that's cool. fine. Whatever. But then it's like, what they said is so really benign. Like, it's not even. No. It's they, not they even, like, like, offensive. George but Right. It's like, we're ashamed he's from Texas, where right. we're from. And kind so of, that like, was, giving the message, like, hey, we're in another country. Not all people from where we're from feel the same way. And so what, what's very <laughs> interesting to me is that everyone was up in arms about that. And the, I remember the reason that they gave was respect the office. Which is bullshit because obviously because, that doesn't transfer over when there's a Democrat in office. Yep. Yeah, like there's like let's whole, go, Brandon. That's okay. This is our political rant, so you will listen. Do not skip ahead. No. Yeah, this is the big problem I have with like these people who are super into whatever Republican person is in power. Like this almost like deification of this person yes. where you're like, that's not what you have to do to a leader. Mm-hmm. And then when a Democrat's in power, somehow it's like, well, that person doesn't deserve the respect of the office I previously said that office deserves. And it blows their minds when they talk to you and they're like, well, so what do you think about your man Biden now? And I'm like, he's he's not my man. Yeah, like I can express. Like would I still vote for him over another candidate? Conservative yeah. candidate? Yeah, probably. Yeah. He stood for more values than the other person. But did. I'm not going to be like, doing, this person like, is great and I, there are no flaws. I'm never going right. to be critical or be willing to hear criticism. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm aware that he is an elected official, which yeah. makes him an employee of the state. And as a taxpayer and a voter, it's up to me to give his employee reviews. And right. I'm not going to give him fives across the board. Right. I'm going to be like, okay, well... Dude, you're like you're like a two to three at this right, point, like, but you're not in the negative, so that's good. Right, but this thing with being so super ultra patriotic, where you cannot question the person charged as long as they're a Republican, really emerged with Bush. Mm-hmm. I think that was like really when we saw it because with his father in the early '90s, that wasn't there. Even with Reagan, that wasn't. There. No, I think Reagan. In hindsight, it was. Well, like think, it is now. Well, right. I think Reagan started a lot of that, like, kind of cult of personality yes. around the office of the president, which we have seen carried through with these charismatic leaders who don't offer a lot of substance. I was going to say, and it's interesting to note that he was the first celebrity yeah. pres- president. So, but like, it's this thing of like a, this blind love for this person, like wearing merch with their name on it. Like, why? It's gross. Why would you do that? 
<laughs> it's really gross. Yeah. So anyway, like the chicks faced huge backlash. They got death threats. Their albums were destroyed. They weren't being played on country stations anymore. They had tours. And the early, they persisted. In the, yeah. They had tours in the early 2000s where stations in the South would not promote or advertise their on tours. They ended up like having to cancel a lot of things or like switch to smaller venues because of poor ticket sales. Mm. And they ended up touring more in like the Northeast in Canada kind of in the early 2000s at this time. So their 2006 song, Not Ready to Make Nice, is a reflection of that. And I love that song for that reason so much. Like yeah. the, the line, you know, Not Ready to Back Down yeah. is like... Well, because initially, like after they said, we're ashamed he's from Texas and they faced a huge backlash, initially they did apologize, saying like, that's not really kind of like what we meant. But then in 2006, they're like, no, we're taking that back. We meant what we said. I said what I said. Yeah, I said yeah. what I said. And that's, you know, where that song came from. So I think that idea of like them standing up for what they think is right kind of came out of this huge moment and that defined their careers. I am so grateful to them and proud of them for mm -hmm. doing that and for doubling down. Yeah. And I, I think it's really amazing that, like you said, they faced all this backlash. I'm sure that there was a massive financial hit to them. Oh, obviously. Like, a and, lot of artists make their money from touring. And right. if you can't tour, even in the early 2000s, that's really where you made your money because mm -hmm. the record label takes You're, you're getting, like, a cent yeah. off of your album sales. Yeah. yeah. But then the fact that they, they knew what that was like and mm -hmm. then recently we're able to still say yep. we're gonna go ahead and change our name too mm -hmm. because and you know that had to have been a huge thing again where it's like oh there's because i'm it's sure crt is taking over yeah exactly yeah exactly so yeah. good for good for you good for I, you, you know what i've decided i love your voice natalie okay so um let's do a cross-examination see how much you love him now all right let's do it are you good on your drinks i am good on my one drink yes well, you have your hot tea there. I do have my hot tea. But that's not what I make you drink when you get it right <laughs> or wrong. <laughs> All right. So I'm doing a true false. True. And uh -huh, this is true. Take a drink. Yeah. And I'm not doing any lyrics this time. Oh, okay. I feel like that's gotten a little predictable when we do like a music artist, do a lyrics quiz. I'm moving well, on. I thought with country, it would be a lot easier because they are very strict with their rhyming. Their rhyming and their, is yeah. on point, yeah. So I was actually kind of like thinking, oh, I might actually do well, even though I don't know lyrics. No, you don't. But you're very creative. Your heart's always in the right place when it comes <laughs> well, to lyrics. Well, yeah. And so I feel like a lot of times I improve the lyrics, honestly. Honestly, yeah, I would agree with that. Especially with Train. Oh, for sure. Train is not a good... Okay, we're, this is not a train episode. No, we've already done that. All right. Let's um, not go off the rails. <laughs> All right, nine questions. Pick a number. Let's start with five. Okay, and this is true, false, remember. Okay. Okay. So this is kind of a perfect, I'm glad you picked this number because it's right off the conversation about the okay. George Bush incident. So in 2007, so a few years after, but while Bush was still in office, he actually came out and said that he's a big fan of the Dixie Chicks to try to, like, put it behind everybody and move on. Mm. This is, like, his second term. This is, yeah, because Obama was elected in 08. Mm -hmm. So true or false? I'm going to say, because, I mean, it's not like he's up for re-election at this point. I'm going to yeah. say true. No. Nope. I made it all up. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't say anything. No, he didn't say he's a single thing. Him. As far as I know. Okay. I could be wrong. but He was too busy planning it. his retirement where he's going to, like, Paint self-portraits. I know. They are in the weird bathtub. and not good. I don't think they're bad. I think oh, it's just they're a, not. They're not good. I think he has no like depth style. to them. 
It looks very much like a middle schooler. I didn't realize that you were an art critic, and you know a lot of modern art. People who don't know oh, about it. Oh, are you classifying it as modern art now? Well, was it made in modern times? No, he's a time traveler. Oh, shit. Did he travel back in time and make it and then he bring did, it? He did, yeah. It just okay, well, then that's not good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, or was he trying to be ahead of his brilliant. time by going back? No. <laughs> All right, next number. Um, One. Okay. So they have been nominated for Grammys, obviously, multiple times. Mm -hmm. But they've never actually won a Grammy. Ooh. True or false? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's really hard. I know. There are so many categories for Grammy. You know, it's there not just are, best yeah. album. It's best song. It could be best, like, emerging yeah. group. I'm going to say false. They have won at least one Grammy. Okay, you're correct. Oh, okay. Yay, take a drink. I figured with all Celebratory their Celebratory sip, yeah. They've actually won 13 Grammys. Mm. Damn. Yeah. Good for them. In 2007, they were nominated in five different categories, and they won all five categories. Okay. Move like, over Adele. I know, for like best album, best song, best vocals. That's great. Despite your criticism. I took that back. Well, that's on record. <laughs> we have it on tape. I But I am recanting. <laughs> okay. All right, what number? Um, I'm going to go with nine. Okay. So Natalie Means recorded a cover because they've recorded some covers. We listened to oh, Landslide on the way over. Oh, did we? Yeah. <laughs> Topher hates Stevie Nooks. He's not inspired by her fashion No, that's at not all. what I was. I just, I just didn't notice. I was probably busy he doing something. He says Stevie Nooks is beyond um, what I'm willing to pay attention to. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. So they've done some covers, but do you remember the series Big Love? Mm-hmm. Okay. So on the- I watched that entire series, the first part of quarantine. It's so good, isn't it? It is really good. Yeah. I love, um, what's the actress's name who plays like the first wife? <gasps> oh no. She has the eyes and the mouth. Yes. And she's, what's she's her name? beautiful. Yes. Anyway, I love her. She, yes. I will watch anything she's in. And then of course, Chloe Sevigny and then Jennifer Goodwin. Yes. Oh my gosh. What's her name? She's on um, The Gilded Age right now. Yes. She plays the the fallen woman. Oh my gosh, that's gonna bug me. Fact checker. Fact checker, why are you taking Check care the of my facts. <laughs> Anyway, so Natalie Means, the lead singer of the Dixie or the Chucks, covered God Only Knows by the Beach Boys for the finale of this series, the series finale song. You know that like yes. montage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True or false? Oh. oh. Wow. How much do you remember now? I do remember the season finale, and I remember being like, wait. This is the series finale. Like we're we're done yeah. now. Yeah, we're why done. Are, why are we done? Yeah, because I felt like it was so abrupt. Yeah. Why you think I can't look at that actress's name? Because that is bugging. What's me. funny is that she was recently in something separate that me and Fact Checker were watching, and Fact Checker immediately immediately okay. was like, "Oh my god, I love her," and he knew her name. Oh well, I googled Bug Love, which is not the right. Bug <laughs> Love. Jean Triplehorn. I googled. Yes, Jean yeah. Triplehorn. Yeah, she was uh, in something recently we were watching. She is stunning. Yeah, she's so so pretty. She was much younger in whatever it was that we were watching, yeah. and it was like an older, like early '90s or late '80s movie mm -hmm. where I was like, "Who is she? She looks so familiar." Anyway, true um, or I'm going to say true because I want it to be because that sounds like a good cover. Yes. Okay. Yay. Yeah. Celebratory set. I don't actually remember it, but that sounds like a good cover. We should cover. go and rewatch it. What year was that? I want to say like, oh, 2010. That sounds right because I feel, I feel like, like it's this, been in like at least a decade. Yeah. The series started in the, the mid early aughts, yeah, like 2005 ish yeah. or so. I'm just going with my gut on time. Okay. Okay. Next number. Uh, what did I just do? 
Nine. You've done one, five, and nine. Okay. I'm going to do eight. Okay. The band, when they were picking out their name, they were kind of deciding original name, not like the chips. The Dixie Chickens? Yeah. They were thinking about calling themselves Puss in Boots. True or false? False. Any reasoning you want to get behind that? Because that would just be too hilarious if that were true. It's false. You're wrong. <laughs> Is it true? Oh yes. my God. I love that so Wouldn't Shut that have been up. hilarious? That's so good. That's so good. They also consider. Can we refer to them as Puss in Boots? Yes. I give you permission. Oh my God. I love they that. They also consider the name Squatter's Daughters. Oh, I don't like that. You don't like that rhyme? No. It's a mouthful and not in a fun way. Because to me, it doesn't it doesn't come across as like squatter's rights. It comes mm. across as like squatting to pee. Well, if you're a lady, that's what you got to do. Yeah, but I just, I don't, I don't know. It feels feral somehow. Okay. Squatter's daughter's like, we're, we're multi-generational. Let's go squat in a corner and pee. I mean, it's easy. It's convenient. But you is never it, have to hold it but in. But is it necessary? If you're outdoors and there's no toilet easily accessible, yes. How often is that? The case. You know, sometimes it happens. But how often? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes happens. Okay. Sounds like it happens a lot for you. I'm sorry. I can't hold my genitals in my hand and release my urine that way, Topher. You realize that, like, all you have to do is open your sliding glass door, come inside, and there's a bathroom. Like, you're not, what if I'm, you're not locked okay, out. Okay, Topher, the, you know I'm not chaining I'm, you to a tree. You know I'm not on home arrest, so, like, I can leave my home. Where are you going? The woods. You don't go to the woods. Sometimes I do. Like once every five years. <laughs> I go there to squat, okay? And it's not even the woods. It's a public park with a paved sidewalk and regular <gasps> restrooms. Oh, oh my God. Did I ever tell you the time when I was house sitting for those lovely people? And they have this lovely house. But I decided to go out for a walk because their maids were coming to clean the house. And I was like, I'll get out of the way. I'm going to go for a walk. Um, I was walking around a local park. And all of a sudden, you know when your, like, guts are like, uh-oh. No, it wasn't, wasn't a urine problem. It was it was a number two. It was a number two problem. It was the second option. Not the better option. But have you ever been like, if I don't get to a toilet in this moment, I will shit my pants. I my, my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's my, got some Dixie in her. My pants. Oh, no, my pants. I'm going to shit my pants. Oh, no. But have you ever had, like, where you're just like, oh, no, like, something went wrong in my intestines? So this is a one of my very unnecessary. Short story, I, I pooped in the park. <laughs> At least it wasn't your pants, though. I was now, like, do I risk did you Was it pants? out in the open? You just squatted on a path? I went behind a tree. <laughs> A tree? That's not there a lot of only cover. So much cover and so That's much time. Not a I lot had. of cover. Like, was are you talking about like a like a large bush, or are you talking about like there a was tree some, trunk? Like, scrub around it. Oh my god! I was like, either I poop in public and risk somebody being like, "Who is that lady pooping behind the tree?" <laughs> or, or I poop myself and have to go back to the house where I don't live. I'm watching it. But there are maids there cleaning up, and they're like, who is this weirdo who is watching, who's in charge of this home, but has shit herself? That's such a hard question. I don't know what I would choose. I poop behind the tree. That was okay, the better choice. Okay, I'm going to ask you a really personal question. Okay. Consistency of said poop. Diarrhea? Yeah. Like, full Oh, yeah. It was full on, like, Oh, no. Yeah. Is it, like, the kind that, like, sprays everywhere? Yes. 
Yes. So did it get on your clothes? Like, how do you keep that? I don't know. I didn't want to know. <laughs> you just did. Look. No. So I. I mean, you can't wipe. What do you do? I didn't wipe. Oh, no. So. This situation is distressing to me. You know my issues. It was not a good with. situation. Oh, no. Yeah. I was squatter's daughter in that moment. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, I was behind the tree. I was like, I hope no child or dog, like, ventures into the woods right now. I and love that this really was like, not your most embarrassing moment. No. Oh, my God. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. what happened to me either. Yes, you could. Anyway, listen to that mini-sode yeah. for explanation. That sidebar that. is yeah. great. Yeah. So I ended up with just, like, doing what I needed to do and then, like, pulling my pants up and, like, quickly going back to the house, jumping into the shower immediately, and then, like, washing That's all my all clothes. That's all you can do. That's all you can That's do. That's all you can do. Fortunately, so, like, the maids have, like, left at that point. So I was like, thank God. Because I don't want to be like, you have to leave the bathroom right now. It's I, an emergency. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never actually had an issue like that. I have a weird thing where, like, my rectum is a clamp. Like, I... <laughs> not to brag. No, seriously, though. And it's not always good because that can cause issues, obviously. But I can keep it in for an uncomfortably long... I'm not wow. happy about it, but it's not going anywhere. Knock on wood. There you go. But... I will say, so you remember I've told you about Human Furniture before? Yes. Mm-hmm. So Human Furniture, for those of you who don't know, is a guy that I used to date a long time ago. I love that you think our audience won't know what Human Furniture is. Well, specifically who he is. Okay. Because we have referenced him in the past. Yes. Shortly after we started dating, it was only a couple weeks in, honestly. Mm-hmm. Too he, soon. He went to Amsterdam by himself. Yeah. He was taking a trip through a couple countries in Europe. And he's more of, he's not the kind of traveler that I am. Mm-hmm. So thank God he didn't ask me to come along. He's more of the backpacker stay in hostels kind of person. And mm. the kind of hostels where it's like there's bunk beds no, with I'm strangers. No, I'm too old for that. No. Yeah. And he was older than me. Mm-mm. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need... My, my own space. room, yeah. I need my own bathroom. Yes. It's like a shared bathroom with like no. six people. No. And like it's the triple stacked bunk beds. Mm-mm. And you don't know where these people have been. Like, I don't know. Anyway, so he was out and he went to some hole-in-the-wall restaurant mm-hmm. in Amsterdam, which I don't blame him for because I'm a very adventurous yeah. eater when I travel as well. But on his way back, he was like walking a couple of miles back to his hostel and there's like a big bridge and it's just over the bridge that his hostel is. And he's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-hmm. And he shit himself halfway over the bridge. And he only had one pair of jeans. <gasps> That's a mistake of backpacking. You have to bring changes of clothes. And you can't do that if you're only having a I backpack. think he had, like, a pair of shorts, but he only had uh-uh. one pair of jeans. And he there was, like, more of those shorts than Well, me. so then, of course, he's mad because he had to go to the thrift store and buy new jeans and new underwear. I'm like, you don't go to the thrift store to buy underwear. I guarantee there's no. like the equivalent of a Mm-mm. Target at, like, this is a major you city. Buy- Amsterdam sells underwear. Yeah. They have to. They, that's not been used by somebody yes. else. Because guarantee some hostile person stole your underwear, washed it, and then donated it to the thrift store. And now you probably got, you probably got the same underwear. And you just paid for it again. Yep. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> this has been our fun sidebar yeah. episode, but then our regular episode. All so right. I got that one wrong, right? Yes. I got it right. Wrong. Right. Drink again. Correct. Because you can't remember. All right. Next number. <laughs> so that was eight, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do six. You know their song, Goodbye, Earl. Goodbye, Earl. Then black eyed peas. 
No, that's a different band. No, it's the same band. That's a different band. The Black no, Eyed Peas No, they are the is Black different. Eyed Peas. Really? Yeah. That they can seems, do it all. Oh, no. no. I, I don't think they should. No, they that shouldn't feels do that. problematic yeah. Yeah. and very okay. racist. So let's step that back. <laughs> <laughs> that's a line in their song called Goodbye Earl. Do you remember the video? I don't know that I've ever seen the video. Okay. Well, this will be good then. Okay. So in the video, Jane Krakowski, you love know and love. Her. She's in the video. She plays the wife who is being abused by Earl, who then murders him. True or false? Mm. Okay. On the one hand, I don't want to see Jane Krasowski be abused by anybody. I know. On the other hand, I do want to see her murder her abuser. Yeah. I'm going to say, but that doesn't make sense for country necessarily. Mm. Think about it. What year did this song come out? It was in the 90s. Like 98, 99 or 2000. Okay. Mm -hmm. So actually... It would make more sense because that's kind of before she was a really big, recognizable star. Mm-hmm. So that makes because she's not really a country person. Mm. I'm going to say for the heck of it, yeah, it was her. It probably wasn't. It was somebody else. I'm going to say yeah. True. Oh, my God. Yeah. Celebratory stuff. Wow. Good job. She plays the woman. Who plays the man? Dennis Franz. You'll know him if you see him. Okay. He was in um, a cop show. He has a very cop look to him. I actually think I know who you're talking about. Okay, let me look him up for so you can see the picture. This is, you know him. Yeah. He's balding. He's got a mustache. He looks very much like the grizzled detective in any show he's ever on. He kind of looks like a more polished version of Danny DeVito's penguin character. I'm sure. If you want to go for that. There he is yeah. playing a cop. Yeah. yeah. So okay. he played Earl. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. one of those songs that like inevitably when I go to karaoke, some person. Oh, sings. everybody's like, you're just shouting like, goodbye. Yeah. And of course yeah. I go to like gay bars for karaoke. So oh, it's always yeah. fun because there's like some country queen up there doing goodbye Earl. And yeah. I'm like, yes. Yeah. It's a great, great song. Yeah. That was one of the songs in high school that like my friends and I would love singing, like putting on the CD. Yes. Of course. Belting it in out. In our CD player. And just like belting it, and like, of course, none of us could relate to the lyrics, but we're all like, yeah, Oh, but you thought you could? You totally could. Yeah. I have to ask you okay. speaking of like CD players and belting things out during mm-hmm. this time, were you like me, where your car radio system only had a cassette player? And so you had the special hookup yes. that went, it was like a cassette tape with a wire, and it yes. went into your Walkman CD yes, player. Yes, but then you could play the CD through that like fake cassette and yes. thing. Yeah. And the sound quality was not never good. good. No, but you were like, it's worth it to play a CD. Yes. Yeah. For and the it was first, the best we could do. For the first few years I had in my car, that's yep, what same. it was until my I'm, dad like switched on playing his yeah. old like my, CD player car my thing into mine or changed something. It for me. Oh, I just tapped the mic. Sorry. <gasps> Um, How dare you? All right. Take a drink. Okay. <laughs> I got very excited about <laughs> about getting my first CD player in my car. And this time you hit the mic instead of me. You usually smack me. I do. Yeah. Oh, I even had a six disc CD changer. Oh, that was the fancy one in the cars. And then would you forget sometimes that you had CDs because they were I like, never had one of those. Oh. It was like one CD at a time. I'm sorry. Yeah. That must have been really hard for you. It was really hard, but... But you persevered. I did. I persisted. And <laughs> in college, in the early 2000s, we got one of those CD players where you could put in like the multiple oh, yeah. CDs and play it 
oh man, my roommates and I would like crank the cranberries and all oh, sorts of stuff God. and like clean our dorm and apartment. I had one for my room as well. And I remember at one point my parents told me that I had to take a break from Celine Dion because I put all of, <laughs> like all eight discs were Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. And I was like blasting it because for some reason thinking like they can't hear they it. can't hear this. This is my room. And I shut the door. And, and I the shut the door. I live in my own <laughs> zone right now. Yeah. They were like, oh my God. Also, my dad walked in on me one time as oh, I was no. as I was getting into it, but I wasn't belting okay. like along with it. I was just lip syncing. With like a hairbrush or something as the mic? It wasn't even a hairbrush. I was just like on stage oh. emoting. Yeah. Okay. All right, next number. <laughs> and for those of you who have not listened to our most embarrassing stories sidebar, yeah, that's that not even not, the most embarrassing. Yeah. We revealed a lot of personal things this episode that were not our most embarrassing yeah. things. Okay, so that was six. We'll do seven. Okay, so in the early 2000s, they were regularly on. Great pronunciation. Thank you. Best dressed women's list. Like, you know, they have like celebrity best dressed list, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Hmm. All three of them? Mm-hmm. For, like, award shows? Just in general. Just in general? You remember, like, magazines would be like, who wore it better? Or best dressed and worst They still dressed. do that. I know. But nobody buys magazines anymore. No. Are you an 80-year-old trapped no, okay, in a so 30-year-old spotty? Here's the situation. Okay. So you know that I've cut my parents off completely from my right. life. But before I did that, like, three years ago, you my mom- You put them on the worst dress list? No, no, but I you wish. should. They should, honestly. Yeah. They deserve it. <laughs> My mom, she would get me magazine subscriptions for Christmas. So like nice. Travel and Leisure, Wine uh-huh. Spectator, Sommelier, like all oh, of these nice, things. Nice magazines. But magazines are struggling so much that they start like subscribing you to other things too. I Who's have, paying for it? I don't know. I'm not because they keep sending me things like, hey, if you want to keep your subscription, you like, owe us I, money. I'm not paying And I'm you. like, no, I just want this to lapse. And my credit card's not on file here. I'm like, I don't know who's paying for it. At this point. Here's what I'm getting. Yeah. I'm getting Milk Street, which is a culinary magazine. I'm getting Ooh. Food and Wine. Okay. I'm getting Travel and Leisure. Uh-huh. I'm getting Wine Spectator. Mm-hmm. Sommelier. hmm And Out Magazine, which I never, I, I never think, subscribed to. I and my, your mom. And my mom definitely yeah. did. I don't know where it came they, from. Were they just like, we know. We know. No, because they, they well- the, the company might. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's probably all Condé Nast. But yeah. for a while, I was getting Architectural Digest for like three years, too, which I never signed up for. They just know you and love you. It's crazy. They're just like, please read her magazine. But it's like, can I, can I just throw fact away checker? these? Ma- yes. Fact Checker is like, can I just throw away these magazines? And I'm like, well, I will. I feel disrespectful. I should at least like leaf through it. Somebody put work into this. Can I just like leaf through it and then we'll. Yeah. Do you see that box in the corner? Yes. It's all magazines. From my mother, who has the same situation. At some point, somebody like. What if I start rerouting her of my to, like, magazines Vogue? to her? You should. Oh, I will take her Vogue. Well, like Vogue and like People and like Vanity Fair. And like because. I'll take Vogue and Vanity Fair. Okay. She can have my Milk Street. No, I, I like my Milk okay. Street. Like you're not giving her your magazines. No, I actually like But my she's magazines. the kind of person who will hang on to a magazine until she's read it all. This will, like, go on for years. It's yes. a little bit of a hoarder situation. Same. I, but I do the same thing. It feels weird to get rid of magazines. She, she gives me her magazines because, like, I was doing a little collage work for a little bit. So, like, I wanted magazines to be able to, like, cut colors out of and stuff. I made that collage piece in the, on the wall. Oh. Yeah. 
I'm pretty good at collages. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, it's really Oh, beautiful. you're kidding. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> it's really beautiful. Drink. It's you really beautiful. I love it. Okay. Fill me up. Fill you up. The true or false to this? Oh, I'm going to say false. never answered. Yeah, it was false. They were on. Correct. They're on the worst dress list, mm. which is so rude. That is so rude. Yeah. But honestly, some people deserve it. <gasps> I'm just saying, some people are not well-dressed. He's like looking me up and down right now. Actually, you look really cute today. Actually. <laughs> He's like, normally you look like shit. We've had conversations before. And you love me. I do love you. And my style. And when you. Say it. And your style say my when style. you make an effort. No, don't say when I make. I am allowed to qualify things. Fine. Next number. You know what I'm going to choose for you? Fine. Number two. That's where I was going to go anyway. Fine. Sure. Sure. After the George Bush incident, mm-hmm. Natalie Maines got into a feud with country artist hmm, Toby Keith. I almost said Kobe Teeth. <laughs> which is not a oh thing. Oh, my God. Kobe Teeth is a great. Co- We're going to start a band called Kobe Teeth. But it's like a Japanese band because like Kobe, sure. Kobe yeah. beef and like, yeah. yeah, it's like a Japanese metal band. Yeah. And they're super into cannibalism. Yes. Yes. As we know, metal bands are. Yeah. I mean, there's Cannibal Corpse. So yeah, that's a real metal band. Sure. <laughs> it is real. I know this. And they are one insane clown posse. They sure are. <laughs> so Natalie got into a feud with Toby Keith. Do you remember? Well, he's still alive. Um, I know, know Toby? of Toby Keith. He has yeah. a song called "Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue," where he's Ugh, like, "We're gonna gross. stick a boot up your ass." Oh, that's all my least like favorite type super, of music. Super patriotic bullshit. Blah 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 blah. So they got into a feud after her comments about George W. Bush. True or false? I can see that being true. Mm-hmm. True. Take a drink. Cheers. So that reminds me of. So well, let me give you um, a little more info on this, please. Okay, so he's kind of started because he was pissed off and was like you're not patriotic fuck you blah 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 and put up a picture a photoshop picture of her along with Saddam Hussein and like projected like during the backgrounds of his concerts so she retaliated by wearing a shirt first of all that's gross that's gross to do it is gross it is that's gross. like especially when you know like they've received death threats like yeah fuck, fuck you for that that's that's gross she responded by at an award show wearing a shirt that said f U-T-K, which is obviously fuck you, Toby Keith. Yeah. But on their official website at the time, they said it stood for Friendship United. Yeah. Yeah, like unity, together, kindness or something. (laughs) I love that. That's clever. That's clever. But obviously it was fuck you, Toby Keith. But that goes back into what we were talking about with this cult mentality. Yeah. Where it's like somebody said something Actually, extremely benign, and it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. But you're so into this cult right. mentality that your retaliation is to align somebody that you disagree with politically with someone who is a genocidal dictator. Right. That's not. These right. two things like, are not the that's same. Fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's such an us or versus them, which kind is of stupid. Thing. Well, and the chicks have gone on saying that, like, they really hated that kind of country music that was, yeah. like, this ultra-patriotic. And they've said, like, patriotism is stupid. Like, they said it's one thing to like where you're from, yes. or, like, where you grew up, your family, your friends, your yes. culture. They said, like, that's not the thing. But this idea where you have to be, like, so patriotic. Yes. And they were very, very critical of other country music artists at the time who were doing these, frankly, songs that were just pandering to yeah. people. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'm going to be very open and honest Mm -hmm. here about this and vulnerable about a a part in my life. 
growing up the way that I did in this Southern family that's extremely Mm. conservative, very religious, there were so many moments where I felt so gross and out of place because Mm -hmm. of that kind of patriotic mentality where, again, it's completely fine to be proud of certain aspects of where you're from. Right. Or so like, I love where I grew up. I love this part of my culture or that's where all my family and friends are from. So I feel really connected. But we're not number one. We're not the greatest country in the world. And it's important to be able to say we have problems and there are Mm -hmm. certain things because also my, my family has a very heavy military background, Mm -hmm. a lot of servicemen and women. Yeah. And I, I think I've told this story before where I remember being at a car show with Mm -hmm. my grandfather and him smacking me and taking my hat off because I didn't stand to attention when the national anthem came on. That's gross. That's cult mentality. Yeah. I'm sorry, but we grew up super religious. If you are not standing up when a very important hymn is Mm -hmm. playing to show your allegiance to God Mm -hmm. and the national anthem is more important than that, then I, I question a lot of because you're treating you're treating it like it's religion and more well, important. Well, and then than, and then there's that conflation too of country and religion. And yes. Like, oh God, it's awful. Especially with the U.S. Yeah. and like Christian these like super fundamental conservative Christians yeah. and like with America, the yeah, odds weird, it's gross. I actually had a conversation yesterday mm-hmm. or no Friday with some old friends of mine mm-hmm. that are they were mentors to me in my church and everything, mm-hmm. and they are teachers. Mm-hmm. Mom, dad, and grown daughter, all three of them, Mm -hmm. teachers. And we had a really wonderful conversation about kind of the don't say gay stuff. And they were asking me questions Mm -hmm. about what does this mean? What is this? And I value that so much because they are religious. They are conservative. But they were recognizing the need to be like, hey, I think that maybe people aren't understanding what's being talked about. And so we're arguing about things without even like we're arguing about two different things. And I was like, thank you so much for taking the time and opening your minds to be like, I think that we're being played right now by people. Yeah. And like, let us say too, like, there's not anything wrong with having a conservative viewpoint necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Or saying like, you have to agree with all things that liberal people. Right. I think the point is when you just accept things so willingly without question and when that also actively hurts other people. And you have to look into the motives of the people who are telling you what this is. Right. Obviously, we've got politicians telling us things because they want to be reelected. And because they will benefit from producing fear. Yep. And And their base. and, And certain media that's like, well, this is great for getting our kickbacks and keep it can be ratings yeah exactly because having a nuanced conversation where there are multiple viewpoints Mm -hmm. and you hear different sides and there's not like one correct way to stand on things is not as profitable yeah as stoking fear and anger in people it's so interesting because i had a conversation with somebody recently and they they just didn't understand it and i i didn't know how to help them understand it but it was so foreign to them We were talking about, like, you know, if you're going to say this, you have to cite your sources. Right. And so they sent me a bunch of opinion pieces from conservative. Yeah. And I was like, that's not the same. They're like, oh, well, you just say that if it's a conservative opinion, then you just discredit it. And I was like, no. "No." I said, you know, when I look at my sources, I have to say, okay, what is this publication first and foremost? Right. What do they stand to gain by publishing this and having this viewpoint? 
Is it peer reviewed? Who were those peers? Who's the person who wrote it? Right. Like all of these different things. There are certain liberal publications that I've read where I'm yes. like, I don't trust that you're being completely honest with me about this. Right. This, my spidey senses are going off. I would rather read from like an academic journal. Right. Or and that, and like I'm going to say too, like, I think a lot of people probably who align with our liberal beliefs too unwaveringly don't question things as well. Like you should question things. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's not a one or the other necessarily, but I think the willingness to question and to raise valid concerns Mm -hmm. has to be there. There Regardless of whatever religious affiliation you have, whatever political affiliation you have. And to just accept things without any sort of critical thinking is very damaging and dangerous. There is nothing wrong with, Hearing someone that you you view as being on the other side. No. There's nothing wrong with hearing them and looking into the facts right. and realizing what they are saying is both true and valid. And I was wrong in this. Yeah, That doesn't change who you are as a person. No. And it's, that's a good thing. What makes you actually a bad person mm-hmm. is when you believe something that is factually untrue and you double down on it. Right. That's not good. Right. Don't you do that. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, right. two more questions. So let's go with three. Okay. No, four. We're going to go with four. Okay. So in 2003, I believe this was before the George Bush incident. You know the People's Choice Awards, right? Yeah. They tied- I, I know them intimately, yes. Oh. I didn't know you had that sort of relationship with the People's Choice Awards. I, mean, I used to. Okay. I was a slut. Okay. <laughs> they tied with Creed- were most popular band in 2003. True or false? I you know Creed, am, right? I mean, I know of Creed. Okay, okay. I could not tell you a single thing about them. You don't need to worry about it. They're I not know, worthy of note. This is so out of my league that I'm just going to have to make, like, a, a guess. It's mm-hmm. total mm-hmm. conjecture. I True? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, I don't even have a, I don't have a judgment about that. Like, I don't even know. I have no so idea. Creed is one of those alt rock, but kind of Christiany. Ew. Yeah, they're kind of like trained, but with more overt Christian tones Gross. to them. Okay. And they're always like, if you're on the internet, on the our side of the internet, <laughs> the liberal side, they're always like you're on this fun. side of TikTok. They're always like made fun of. Like they're in the same like genre as like Nickelback as being like super cheesy, like mm. pandering, bat, not good music. Right. But they also somehow have like a huge fan base. And you're like, where are these Creed fans? Like, where did they come from? Right. Yes, yeah, so they tied um for most popular band. I love that because country music tends to have a more conservative Christian fan base. And so like it's such a flip of the switch. Like I know. these are much more liberal country yeah. artists and then and this has to be before their comments at the concert because there's sure. no way they could have people's choice yeah. yeah all right last question you ready yep i wasn't keeping track of your answers <laughs> but i think you're doing well i think i've only gotten one or two wrong yeah i'm gonna say you're right on that Let's take a little step in celebration okay. all right last question so in 2016 mm-hmm. they performed at the country music awards with Beyonce. Beyonce? Yeah. True or false? Why would Beyonce be at the Country Music Awards? You what was me. happening then? This is around the time of Lemonade, I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what time of year that happens. I'm assuming it was before... The winter when everybody goes in hibernation. Oh, so it could have been during the election. True or mm, false, Trevor? True. 
Yes. Oh my God. Celebratory set. I was totally guessing. Yeah. They performed with her on her song, Daddy Lessons, which is from Lemonade. I'm pretty sure. Daddy Lessons. I'm pretty sure it's from Lemonade. Please don't give me hate mail. If it was 2016, it had to be, it had to be Lemonade. It had to have been, because that was her big album in 2016. I have not heard the song, but I like the idea of Daddy Lessons. No, it's actually about Beyonce's father. Not, not daddy in a sexual. Okay. Well, then she shouldn't say daddy. She should say father lessons. Well, you take that up with Beyonce. Beyonce coming out. She should say paternal education. <laughs> Continuing paternal education. Okay. Yeah, so they sang with her on this version of it. I because would like to Beyonce's hear that. from Texas. I forgot that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love when there's that kind of like crossover artist genre. Yeah, Beyonce's kind of like, I think on Lemonade, especially, like she bent some of the musical genre stuff too. Like not mm. purely hip hop on all of the her songs. I have, I have to, to go say, back and listen to that song, but I remember it being a little more kind of country-ish. Yeah. I'm going to have a controversial stance right now. <gasps> Ooh, let me fill you up while you think about what you want to say. Choose your words. Especially as a gay man here. <gasps> I feel that Beyonce is <gasps> very talented. Okay. But also a bit overrated. You know what? True. True. Celebratory yeah. set. Yeah. I'm sorry, I do. However, having said that, I think that Lemonade is one of her oh, better Lemonade, albums. I think, yeah. is like a masterpiece album. And I do like a lot of Beyonce's older stuff. I think that at a certain point, Lemonade aside, it just got to be kind of, again, a lot more of like the same thing over and over so again. So I think Beyonce kind of is in the same position that a lot of like massively successful artists are in. Excuse me, it's Balchy Wine. Where you get to... <laughs> Like Beyonce is listening, where you get to the point where like you are so successful and so adored that there's nobody really in your life criticizing, not criticizing in a bad way, but saying like, yeah, giving you, I don't think like your songs are really kind of like sounding kind of the same. Why don't you take a risk or do X, Y, and Z? Yeah. I don't think that's there. And I think we've seen that like with Madonna, with Celine. Mm. You were nodding for a second. I was drunk. <laughs> but I'm sober now. Um, you sobered me right up. Yeah. No, I, so. You know what I mean? Like, when you get so big that nobody's saying, like, I don't think, like, you're really pushing yourself in the way that you need to push yourself artistically. So, what was. It Lemonade was either, aside. It was 2018 or 2019 mm-hmm. where Beyonce went on tour with Jay-Z. I want to say 2018 because his. Like, follow-up album yeah, that, to Lemonade from, like, his perspective was not that far after yeah. hers. Yeah. And so they ended up uh, performing at the Dome, which is mm-hmm. very close to where I live. Mm-hmm. And through some connections that me and Fact Checker have, we ended up getting free floor tickets to the, that is the Beyonce. That is amazing. Yeah. They had to smuggle us in and pretend that we were merch people. Were you just like, it was get your fun. shirts here, shirts for sale? It- <laughs> Extra, extra, read all about it. Tuppence for a shirt, I sigh. Yeah, I kept doing that and they were like, shut up, Topher, you're going to give us away. No, but we got there and it was super fun. It was really, really fun. (laughs) DJ Khalid was there. Oh, God. That's another, that's a separate thing altogether. Yeah. But I will say it was a very weird experience and I already had this kind of like, this is overrated and kind of weird, Mm -hmm. again, cult following kind of situation. Oh, the beehive but, for Beyonce. Yeah. The, crazy. And so we were there and I have to say, first of all, she found the fucking thing in because yeah, she can. She can. I was expecting like dancing and shit. She yeah. didn't dance. 
What? She flipped her hair a few times, but mm. she did not dance. It was also weird because any time that he was on stage, mm-hmm. she was next to him, even if he was just doing his set, and she had no involvement with it. Interesting. And I was like, what is this? And then in between, you know how they have like the big screen behind them? Uh-huh. In between each set, it would be this like promo for their relationship where it's like black and white and voiceovers and they're in slow motion like running towards each other on the beach and it it just felt like this whole thing of like our empire is fine our relationship is fine yeah don't don't have any doubts yeah and i was like this feels weird weird Weird. yeah it was uncomfortable it was better towards the end like after the actual show ended and they came on for some encores Mm. she did some like old school beyonce Mm -hmm hits and that was fun Mm -hmm. but the vibe of the entire thing before that was just like this is really strange and i'm looking around and i'm like is nobody else nope nobody else is getting this okay mm -mm. they're like great going crazy laughing it up yeah Yeah. and i can't really talk because i mean i'm a huge celine dion fan so i know and you love her without question i love her i question things and find no wrong answers (laughs) yeah right all right let's get back to the chicks okay we're getting toward the end of the bottle yeah so let's wrap this up we're wrapping up after the george bush incident they had not ready to make nice on their album taking the long way home and then they basically took a break really from recording they all had i do feel like they kind of disappeared for a little while they did yeah they did some side like they kind of individually did like sidebars side projects I was gonna say, but if you want to come on and do a sidebar with us, we'd mm. love to have you. Any of you, absolutely, all of you. Natalie, or your fight voice. for our attention. Oh, that's better. <gasps> yes, fight for our attention to the death. Well, then I'll have to die. It's a lot of cleanup and disposal. Well, the winner cleans it up, right? That's their prize. <laughs> Yeah, so they released their album, Gaslighter, in 2020. It was partially... That was a really beautiful Drew Barrymore moment that you had with your mouth just now. Yeah, I really appreciated that. I'm a little lispy. (laughs) I've come to realize. I like it. Drew and I share that. That was such a good... And we have that Valley Girl. Yes. So boyfriend accuses me of having a Valley Girl accent. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. You do. You do. I sometimes slip into a southern accent when I'm not expecting myself to. Like when I said pants. Pants. (laughs) I love that it's only for the one word in this Pants. So I'm just going to go put on the pants. It's only one word per sentence, which is awkward. Yeah. Yeah, so their album, now I'm very (laughs) self-aware. I'm like, am I channeling Drew or just Valley Girl? Their album Gaslighter came out in 2020. It was partially inspired by Natalie's divorce, her second divorce from her second husband. She's not widowed. <laughs> Is there but a scandal around that? Yes. So okay. this guy was a major douche. <gasps> he, he was one of the like the domo douches. Yes. Yes. Okay. And part of their divorce, he had asked the judge overseeing their divorce to access to all of her music, which is insane to me weird because he wanted to make sure that none of the songs that were going to come out on this upcoming album gaslighter were about him okay first of all yes say your thoughts first of all yeah that is what happened if you marry a music artist yeah you have to understand that when you break up shit's gonna be about you yeah it could be veiled it could be not veiled like why do you think I'm looking forward to Kelly Clarkson's new album coming out? <gasps> yes. Like, I am so, 
not, I don't want artists to go through heartbreak, but God damn it, when they do, they produce amazing material. I know. And that's, I think that's part of like human expression, especially yeah. if you're in a creative Adele field. made her career off of. Right. So if, did Taylor Swift. Right. If you are in music or literature or art. Painting. Film, like anything. Whatever. Yeah. Architecture. This. Yes. <laughs> This is my betrayal house. What? <laughs> house of betrayal. Halls of betrayal. Where you go down a hall and then it turns into a linen closet. You're like, oh. Oh, no. I'm so thrown off. And you're like, yes, now you know how it feels. In the house of betrayal. And also there's no toilet paper or towels in that linen closet. Shit in the woods. <laughs> Let all the people in the park Squatter see. daughter. You have squatter daughter. He was such a dick. The judge denied it, obviously. obviously. Also, that's impossible to police. But I was like, you don't get rights to somebody else's work because right. you don't want them to say something mad about you. Oh, yeah. Suck it up. Like, you've done what you've done in the relationship. That person can feel how they want to feel, right or wrong, but that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I've written so many preparatory <gasps> songs for our breakup. No. Just in case that happens. You have to be you prepared. You know we're not going to break up. You're going to poison me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Me, me and Fact Checker were talking the other night because we were watching something where like it was a messy divorce. And yeah. I was like... You know we're never going to have that, right? And he goes, because you're going to poison me before I can leave you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Everybody knows You're this. not allowed to leave. Yeah, every, everyone knows this about you. Well, first he said, well, you would poison me rather than leave me. And I was like, I would never leave you. Yeah. Fact checker. Fact checker. <laughs> Say it again. Fact checker. There we go. Fact checker. Fact checker. Yeah, so the judge obviously denied this. Originally, the album was going to be, like, an album of covers. But Natalie said, like, going through this divorce process inspired her to write a whole new album of music. So That's amazing. And call I it love Gas it. It's called Gaslighter. Yes. Ugh. So I didn't realize that yes. that's what the album's about. Mm-hmm. That's so... Okay, so an album called Gaslighter about your douchey ex who... Literally I'm, was trying I'm, to get I'm, rights to your music. Right. Now, I'm sure, like, some songs are, like, not autobiographical, whatever. Oh, That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. But still. And might be, but they also might be a little bit about the other women in the trio well, and, and the their other, relationships. And the others. Because they, I'm sure the they've sisters, had their. They've gone through divorces, too. Yeah. I forget if it was Marty or Emily. One of them's been divorced twice. One of them's been divorced once. Okay. So what did this one dude do that was so douchey? Like, what makes him Natalie's husband? Yeah. I don't know. And there's no way to find out. <laughs> okay, I will say, just in general, with celebrity relationships, mm-hmm. when you have this thing where the woman is more successful mm. and more famous than the man, it often ends in divorce and often difficult divorces. Can I yes. use this as a segue yes. to talk about Kelly Clarkson some more? Yes. And then we'll give our verdict. You know I love. You love you I some love Kelly. my Kelly. Oh, yeah. my God. Girl, listen. If you're listening, I love you so much. You're, Kelly, come on. Please. Oh, come my on. God. You're so amazing. Kelly, please, come on. Come on, Kelly. Come on. Please make a liquor wine or just, just like. Just drink come. with us. Yeah. We know oh you God. like a good drink. We'll make, Topher will make you some good cocktails. Love her. He promises. So, obviously, she is or was uh, Reba McIntyre's daughter-in-law. Right. And they still and have a great so relationship. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that um, on our Reba episode, so listen we did, back to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a, a throwback. A, yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's a callback. Callback, yes. Yeah. Yes. Whatever. Um, We're at the end of the bottle, so cool. But also, like, that was another situation where I've seen a lot of things recently about she's going to be, like, changing her name. 
doing all she, of this stuff. Like yeah. she's really coming into herself. She is such a powerhouse of talent mm-hmm. and energy, mm-hmm. really. Like I don't know mm-hmm. how she finds the energy for all this shit. But I don't have it. I do not have that myself, Mm-mm. but she does. And so good on you. But she's she's doing it in such a way that like she just exudes like positivity and love. She seems like a genuine person yes. who's like just so fun to be around. So yeah. fun, so down to earth. I love it. Yeah. I love the fact that like she I'm sorry that you went through this horrible thing, but I'm so Obviously. glad that you were able to keep who you were. Yeah. And I think to what you just said about like women who are more successful than their husbands. Mm-hmm. Man, straight dudes, y'all gotta stop being so shitty. Honestly, You've got yeah. to stop being in your own feelings in the toxic way and getting your feelings in like a good, a good way. way. Because that was there such a great opportunity. There are more to emotions than anger. Yeah. Or Consider jealousy. Them. Consider it. Or, or, this whole like thing of like, well, I feel emasculated because my wife Bullshit. is more. Yeah. Why? I'm sorry. Are you able to please her in the bedroom? Are you a. Well, they're pro- probably not for them. Probably not. Probably not. But are you. But that's maybe that's some constructive criticism for you. Are you being emotionally supportive of your extremely no. talented wife? No. If I'm not, not, that's some constrict. Constrictive. <laughs> That's how you view it. That's some constructive criticism for you. I just picture you. you as a snake, like, tightening your Constructive criticism. <laughs> Say uncle. No, you but like. swallow them whole. I mean, I, sometimes I want to. Like, these these men no, are just I know. so. It's, it's a lot of, like, toxic masculinity. It's, it's messed up. I will say, when boyfriend and I were, like, initially dating, mm-hmm. there was some, like, news story or, so, I don't know, something came up about, like, I don't even remember who it was. Some celebrity or person or something, or like the woman was clearly more famous, and it was like the husband wasn't, and he got jealous and like was a dick, and they split up. And da da da. And boyfriend was like, "That's so stupid." <laughs> he was like, "Why would you not be happy for the person that you're with?" And I was like, you're "So what keeper. you're saying is hashtag not all men." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, but like, I, obviously I was I've like, met boyfriends and he like you is know him. wonderful. Yeah. Right. But I was like, okay, like you're a good person I could be around because yes. a lot of straight dudes don't think or feel that way. It is. Even if it's like unconscious, like it's not like that, that jealousy, that need to be on top or to like take control or to dictate somebody else's mm-hmm. life is so awful. Ugh, it's really, dudes. it's really, really strange to me. And I, I guess I have a different perspective because I am a gay man who it's has, a different dynamic. I've had to reeducate myself about what, who I am as a person right. because I'm gay, you know, sure. and, and coming out of the background that I did, but I did it and it wasn't actually hard. Like it wasn't that hard. My, my partner is so much more successful than I am. Currently. Except for the podcast. Ex- well, except for that. Until Fact Checker comes I mean, out his, with his own podcast. His Bitcoin mining is amazing. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, is he mining Bitcoin himself? It, and it's not successful. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> he can't find it. I'm like. Stop dude, digging the, the backyard, The, the metal checker. detector is not useful in this. <laughs> no, but like, I just don't understand not being able to celebrate and support the person that you're in love with. You fell in love with them for a reason. If you. If you're with some, if you are with somebody and the tables turn, I I understand that it can be maybe a little bit weird, but when you, especially when you meet somebody, they're already a bigger star than you are. Well, I think. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I think for, I'm not a straight dude. Let me just say that. Surprise. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> but I think sometimes there's that like draw or attraction to 
this woman because she fulfills some sort of like fantasy or whatever. Oh, for sure. But yeah. then the day to day reality of like trying to be partnered with somebody mm. might threaten some dude's like idea of masculinity. And so you want to take control, you want to dictate, blah, blah, blah. Or sometimes just kind of naturally, without even thinking about it, expect for the woman to kind of take a back seat and take cater seat, to yeah. your, you and your needs and what you think. And if that doesn't happen or if conflicts rise out of that, you get pissed off and rebel mm -hmm. because you're not being critical of these heteronormative institutions that we have. You're not thinking about yourself and you're like your ingrained behavior. You're not willing to unlearn things and unpack things. Right. And you act out and you act very childish, which is, I think, is what we see a lot of times yep. in these situations where the woman is like totally in the right. Not to say like there aren't problems or oh, issues. Oh, no, no, no. But, but the behavior from, even, from the straight dude yes. side is shitty. I was going to say, even when yeah. even when there might be some problematic behavior from sure. the woman in the relationship. Right, because relationships are always like two people. You never know how that right. dynamic actually is. But is it is that woman's behavior a retaliation to your shitty behavior? Are mm -hmm. you exacerbating the behavior because mm -hmm. you refuse to grow as a person? Because you're gaslighting that person. Because you're gaslighting that person, mm -hmm. exactly. And I'm not willing to say it's like 100% of the time when we see these situations. Of course, yes. But you never am I going to say it's 95% of the time? Yes. Yeah, I am. I, I, I'm I, sorry, I am. All right. So on that note, let's judge. Let's judge. Countdown? All right, three. Two. One. Not, not guilty. guilty. Good on you, ladies. Good on good you. Good on you. Honestly, this wine is delicious. It's so good. The <laughs> As he takes a mouthful of wine. The packaging is beautiful, mm -hmm. and the message behind it is exactly what we need right yeah. now. So thank you so much yeah. for facilitating a conversation about these things. Yeah, and thank you for standing up for what you believe is right. 100%. And we didn't even get into, like, all the things that they've, like, stood up for over the years, which has been really progressive. <laughs> Maybe, Honestly. Maybe we'll do a, a mini-sode about that at some well, point. We yeah. will do a sidebar, but only if you come on. Come on. Come into my house. Oh, no. I just invite all the vampires. Uh, they can be vampires. That's fine. I'll let them drain the life from us if it gets <laughs> us a good sidebar. I mean, yeah, it's all but, for the content. But great job. If you all want to get in touch with us, reach out at truecrimesagainstwine at gmail. Also, TikTok. And Facebook. And Instagram. But if it's hate mail or death threats, direct it to Rachel. Burn it. No, burn it. <laughs> burn it with your old Dixie chips. Burn it on a CD. Yeah. Yeah, burn it on a CD and send it back to 2002. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>